0: I'm curious, do you want to know how to achieve lasting positive transformation, abundance and empower your life? If you are not happy with where you are today and the repeating patterns that represent in your life over and over again, then a radical shift is what's required to help you make changes and live your life more on purpose. All you need to do is sign up to our email list and you will receive an online module on how to create radical paradigm shifts. You can get it completely for free when you sign up to our email list at Catherineplano.com. and as a valued subscriber, you are also going to get exclusive content that's only available to our email subscribers where we will have members-only events, free access to online masterclasses, VIP and discount tickets to all events. Only available for people on our email list, we offer bonus content with more advanced tips that are exclusive just for our email subscribers. There is amazing stuff available for you, only if you sign up to the email list, and you can do that by going to katharineplano.com and sign up on the homepage. As always, we have a super amazing woman for you this week, Erin Claire Jones. Erin is a leadership coach specializing in human design. Human design sheds light on your emotional, psychological, and energetic makeup, giving you the self awareness and tools to align your nature and step into your highest potential in every area of your life, in your career, partnership, and relationships. Human design is a tool for high performance, making it easier to flow and materialize what you truly want in life with every decision you make. Erin helps leaders and teams step into their highest potential by offering them the self-knowledge and tools to perform at the top of their personal and professional games. She has consulted for startups all over the world, built companies supporting executives, partnerships and small teams to operate more harmoniously and effectively and conducted research on leadership challenges at 90 plus early stage companies. Erin has also been featured on Forbes, Nylon, Well and Good, Mind, Body and Green, and much more. It's now time to tune into this one very inspirational human being. Enjoy. Well, I'm super excited this morning. We have Erin Claire Jones all the way from New York. Welcome to I Am Woman Project.
1: Thank you, I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm really excited about having this conversation. I was just explaining to Erin that I've only heard it a couple of times but really want to unpack Human Design Guide. But before we do that, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration her unique story. So Erin, tell us, how did you get to where you are today?
1: Sure. So, um, for context, I work with a system called human design, which basically gives people their energetic DNA. And I got here, I mean, I never could have predicted it for sure. Um, but I think that I started my career working in a lot of startups, um, and just observe that, you know, there were a lot of amazing people there, but the teams were very dysfunctional. They just like didn't know how to work together. Um, and I think on the side, I'd been exploring a lot of different modalities like Kundalini and meditation and yoga and sort of deepening my personal practice. But it felt like I had these two separate parts of my life. And then when I discovered human design about four years ago, it felt like the bridge, it felt like the bridge that connected the two. Um, and so I kind of went all in with human design and and basically what it does, like I said, is it really helps people understand themselves and the people around them and then the teams that they work with. And so having come from this corporate world, um, I was able to bring in a modality that really helped people not only understand themselves and align with their potential, but really starting to understand the teams and the people they're working with just so they can collaborate more effectively and productively. And so I've been working with human design about four years now. So both with individuals, with partnerships, with couples, with co-founders, with teams, with all the things.
0: Mm. So let's unpack human design because I'm really curious. Tell us a little bit more about human design.
1: Yeah. So human design is based on your exact time, date, and place of birth, which is totally crazy. And if you want to look it up, you can go to com slash lookup and look it up there. And basically, you get sort of this crazy map of your energy in your body. And so the idea is that, you know, we come into this life without an operating manual and human design just quite literally gives us that manual. So it shows each of us what our blueprint is and what we're made of. And in doing so, it gives us super tactical information about, you know, how are you uniquely designed to make decisions? How are you designed to communicate? You know, where are the areas that you're going to get the most taken off track? Um, What are the natural strengths you carry? So it really just kind of gives us each permission to really step into our unique I think with human design, there are 2 billion different configurations. So it's not like you're going to have, oh, like the exact same design as someone else. Like you might obviously have similarities, but the idea is that we're all totally different. And so human design is just very amazing and that it gives us a language to kind of really understand that.
0: So I'm curious Erin because I I mean I'm st- studying astrology. I think I'm 3 years in um and Amazing. I feel like it might be a little bit similar because I know with uh, astrology you, you actually get your cosmic blueprint and uh you you know you you have to have all the details like you just mentioned place of birth time of birth um yeah. and so forth. So um is it similar to astrology?
1: I think that I haven't heard that it's like so similar in terms of the information that it offers, but I think that like people definitely find parallels. And I think astrology is one piece of human design. So the idea with human design is that it's actually a quantum system. So it brings together astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system with quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, like all into one master system. So astrology totally does play a piece, um, but they do, I feel like they are quite different systems.
0: Wow. So you mentioned before that you also work in corporates with corporates, teams, leaders, also couples. So let's go into the corporate space just for uh, give us a little bit of context around how it works. So I'm I'm guessing you would work with the teams where everyone has their profile done. And then how does then one um, uh, take it to that next level?
1: Yeah. So I think obviously the first piece is like having each person on the team really understand themselves. And, you know, you know, just to be specific, like some people like really are gonna have the energy to like power them through a day. Other people like are often better, like managers or leaders, like are not really here to hustle through everything. You know, other people are really here to just like initiate and kind of go initiating great projects on the side. So we all like have different roles. So the first piece is really about understanding kind of our unique operating system and then really starting to understand how the people are. Around you operate so you can start to work with them in a way that is more harmonious and effective. Because, like I said, we're all so different. And I, whether it's, you know, in a romantic partnership or a business partnership, I feel like the challenges emerge when we really expect somebody to be different than what they are, or maybe similar to us, or whatever it is. But starting to understand, like, oh, this person needs really time when they make decisions, or this person makes decisions in the moment. You know, this person needs to be asked like yes, no simple question. This this person needs to be like invited into things. So then there's like a whole nother level of actually applying it when you start to really um, integrate it into how you're doing business and how to really kind of work with the people around you. So, you know, whether it's like a team wide workshop or whether it's really doing like a deep dive into a leadership team and really looking at where the gaps are and how they can kind of leverage each, leverage each other.
0: And how do you find actually stepping into a corporation uh, to speak about human design because I know that it may come across a little bit woo-woo uh, because yeah. of what you were talking <laughs> about when you're talking about you know it's linked into the Kabbalah and the the chakras and astrology and uh, yeah. how how does one step into that realm?
1: You know, I think it, it's definitely taken some practice, and like re-languaging of things, because I definitely can like, you know, veer to the woo woo. But I think that two things, one, I've discovered that the information that human design offers is so tactical, so grounded, is basically around like decision making and communication and like strengths and distractions. And so often when I start speaking, like it resonates on such a cellular level that like people actually stop caring where it comes from. Yeah. The second piece is that, like, I think I have to acknowledge, or I've learned to acknowledge that, like, it's totally crazy that we can get this much information from, like, our date, time, and place of birth. And obviously, you know this, like, having studied astrology, but, like, I think it feels a little bit different than me going in and be like, this is a belief system. This is just the truth. It's more just like, this is a tool use it however you like, you know, take the things that resonate, leave the rest. Like, I also think it's totally crazy, but like, but I just know that it's been so helpful to me and so helpful to the people that I worked with. And so like, it really is just kind of a a starting point in the conversation. So I think when people see it as a tool and a thing to experiment with, rather than a thing that's been like forced on them, it can feel a little bit easier. And like, it also, you know, I've noticed that there are certain people um it was so funny I like did a group session probably like 6 months ago and a girl a woman brought her boyfriend and her boyfriend had literally no idea what he was coming to. And so I started to like share information about him. And he was like, oh my God, where is this coming from? What is going on? And he was so freaked out. But by the end of it, he was like so taken with the system because it just like he loved learning about himself. But I just find that like the skeptics are the ones that like become the most obsessed because it like, I don't know, it speaks to kind of like their logical brain or something weird like that. But there's something about the way the information is delivered and how like tactical and thought out it is that can be um that can resonate with people that I think are on everywhere on the spectrum from like woo-woo to totally not.
0: Mm. You mentioned before there's like 2 billion types. How would that link in? Because I'm thinking if it's if it's linked in with astrology and the Kabbalah, how is that linked in with the archetypes? Is there certain archetypes within the human design? Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So there are five archetypes and then like the 2 billion is just like the five archetypes is just the beginning and then it gets a lot more specific from there. Mm -hmm. So, at the highest level, there are five different types.
0: So, what would you be able to share the five different types with us? Yeah, for sure.
1: So um, there are generators and manifesting generators and you are a manifesting generator. Um, And these are the people that really have the energy and the life force to kind of build and create and do things and really bring things to life. And the most important thing for both of these types is that they're really doing work that is deeply satisfying to them. It's kind of like they're designed to wake up each morning with a full tank of energy. Their job is to use that energy in super satisfying ways and then like crash and wake up, recharge. And so they haven't fully used their energy. They might go to bed and like like, feel a little bit restless or just feel, like, depleted because they haven't used their energy in the correct way. Um, And so, so key for these people to actually do work that's deeply satisfying to them. The difference is manifesting generators, like, you tend to move very quickly. Um, And so they tend to kind of see where things are going and can like skip some steps along the way. So it's good to have like other people around them to support them in that, or they might have their energy in a lot of different things at once, you know, setting astrology, but also doing this and doing this. And that's so normal. And also their career paths tend to not look so linear because like they're often jumping from one thing to another based on like what's lighting them up in the moment. Um, all that makes
0: sense. Absolutely. That's me to a tea. Yeah,
1: I can feel it. Um, it's it's such an like amazing, buzzy, vivacious energy, you know. And so it's really fun to be around manifesting generators because they literally, when they're lit up by what they're doing, they're literally lifting up the energy of everyone around them.
0: Yeah, I know, and I think you like you were saying too. You need somebody to sort of like ground you. I know that for me, I'm I'm very um quite visionary. I'm quite big picture, and uh, I kind of see the whole picture. But sometimes not everybody's on board with that. Uh, But they know how to bring me back down to earth. Very very, very well at doing that.
1: Yes. And so just having the right support around you, because like I was working with a team a couple months ago that was all manifesting generators. And it was like so funny because they had all the energy and it was like so exciting, but like it was also like that they didn't all know where to direct their energy. um, And so they were all kind of like running around doing their own thing and they just like needed a different energy or different thing to kind of ground it in and make sure that like they were all headed in the right direction Mm. um, or at least the same direction. And so Those are manifesting generators and generators. And then the next type is a projector. Um, I'm a projector. and Projectors are about 20% of the population. And these are the people that are really here to kind of be the advisors, the guys, the leaders, the teachers. They really don't have that same consistent access to energy as generators and manifesting generators. Their energy tends to be a little bit more inconsistent, like it's there and then it's not. Um, The founder of human design would always joke that like projectors are meant to work like three hours a day, which is so funny (laughs) because I always say it to projectors and they're always like, oh my God, that would be my dream. You know, and the idea is that like, Again, they have they have a very powerful gift, but often like it's not best used if they're working super long hours every day. And their gift is in really understanding people and energy and how like people work, which is why they make such good managers. And so it's really helpful when projectors are recognized for that and allowed to like operate in that way because when they're brought into a team and expected to operate like a generator, it might be a little bit more challenging. Yeah. And then we have manifestors and manifestors are Basically, the people that are really here to kind of initiate and get things started. Not really to do all the work themselves, but like just to get the ball rolling. Um, these tend to be very impactful people with their energy. And you kind of walk into – they walk into a room and you feel it. And um, – And for them, they operate best when they're kind of left alone to do what they please. Like they're really not here to be told what to do or guided in any way. Like they just kind of need autonomy, control, freedom. And so often they'll work independently. But if they're working in a company, it's like kind of giving them their domain. of Like this is your domain. Go do your thing rather than trying to micromanage them in any way. And then we have reflectors, which is the most rare type and these are basically these very unique beings that are just kind of these very objective observers um they're basically very sensitive to their environments so they're always taking everything in and reflecting it back um and so when you know who those people are as either part of a company or a community like you really get a sense of the health of that place just by how that person's showing up you know I, when i found out reflectors are my team in the past like i just like sit down and like ask them all the questions because they just have this amazing insight into what's happening um their identity is always changing So over the course of a month, they're going to have periods where they feel more like a generator, more like a manifesting generator, more like a projector, more like a manifestor. So it's kind of honoring that like they're just constantly sampling all these different things. So it's often such an important system for reflectors to discover because like often they're trying to fit into one box and that's actually incredibly unnatural to them. And so when they kind of like allow themselves to adapt and change every single day and be surprised about how they wake up each morning, um, then I think it's, it's very magical kind of what can flow from that. Mm, and what's the fifth one? Oh, so that's those are the five. Manifesting generators and generators are two different types. Um, oh, right. I, I talked about them together because there's a lot of similarities and they share similar strategies, but there are um, differences between the two. Mm,
0: and could you be, I mean, obviously you can't, you can't be two in the one guy, but could you lean towards another one? Because I can relate to the reflector a little bit as well. Um, could you be one extreme and then fall into another one?
1: So, the type is you're only going to be one type. Okay. But it is like, you know, that is one part of your design. Like, for you, because it, it gets so much more intricate when you really dive deeper. Like, you do have an aspect of your design which doesn't make you a reflector, but shares this quality with this reflector of actually being very adaptable in your identity. And kind of like shifting all the time. And the most important thing for you is that you're really in environments that really feel good to you because you're so sensitive to your environment. So you just need to make sure that you're in good environments because then you're just taking in the right stuff.
0: Mm, That's so true. Absolutely true. Yeah. 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 It just, it made me think of, um, have you heard of Enneagram?
1: Of course.
0: Yeah. 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 So just because I know that I'm a number seven, so that really relates to what Uh, you are saying, which is all about... Uh, visionary, but then it's also um, my stretch would be to step into a number one, which is all about being very detailed. Which, obviously, if you're visionary, you're quite big. So sometimes you need to, that stretch is to to, to be. Uh, more detailed and slowing down and being more specific yeah. in my approach um yeah and then the the other the release is a number five which I can do that and this is where the reflector part comes in which I can go really deep and uh be an observer and just going to my I call it my man cave yeah where I just want to be and I'm very sensitive to my environment's
1: Yes. And you also have this other quality. You're so sensitive to your environments. Like that's just like if you go to a coffee shop and it doesn't feel right, like leave, <laughs> you know, yes. like you got to make sure your home or everywhere you are just feels good. It's hard for things to like go well when it's in a space that doesn't feel good. Um, but there's another quality about your design, which is like, so you have this amazing kind of charisma and ability to bring things to life, but you also aren't designed to make decisions like in the moment, even though you have a very strong gut response and a very strong intuition, you're also what we call very emotional in your human design which means like you're kind of always riding this emotional wave Mm. and it's very important to really like take time to feel into those big decisions before you jump into something and like and your design is actually all about like following your feelings so like really only doing things when you're in the mood so when you're like not in the mood to kind of just be in your cave and do your thing and then when you are in the mood then you're like the most charismatic of them all but like just kind of honoring that flow rather than forcing yourself to do things when you're not, not actually feeling it.
0: Mm, I so agree with that. And from an astrological point of view as well, I'm very, very extra sensitive. I mean, i Pisces and Pisces yeah. in Sun, uh, Scorpion in Moon, and Ascended in Scorpio. So triple water. Couldn't be any more sensitive yep. if I tried. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm. totally. Yeah.
0: So, Erin, so if you had to give somebody a piece of advice, somebody that wanted to embark on a new life or career, what would be an advice that you would give them?
1: You know, I think what I, how I, why I fell in love with human design is that it's all about helping each person tap into their own inner authority. Because I think for so long, we've all been like looking for authority outside of ourselves, you know, in terms of, um, people or guides or gurus or whatever it is. And human design is like, actually we all have our own inner authority and it's just a system to help people understand that. And so I think as people are embarking on their career to just like really trust themselves, you know, and like to really know their nature and like understand themselves so they can kind of enter into things more consciously and make sure it's coming from like a very authentic place within themselves rather than like getting lost in other people's ideas or what other people think they should do.
0: Mm. And, and I could see when you're talking about, uh, you know, tapping into your inner authority or leader, I can see how, um, with human design, how that could assist. Cause I know so many entrepreneurs and we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this, uh, show, uh, jump into a business not realizing how hard it is. And maybe they're not those generators that you talk about or the manifestors that you talk about. Maybe they're more a reflector. So you can imagine that somebody that, totally. needs, yeah, it's going to be, um, you, you want people around you that's going to support, I guess the qualities that you want to bring to life. What are your thoughts? Exactly.
1: No, I totally agree. You know, I think that like, we're not meant to go at this alone. And like, as a projector, like I can't, I'm not great at building a business on my own. Like having a generator partner is like, it's just like everything is flowing so much easier now that I have that. And so, um, and also some people are like designing more entrepreneurial and other people, it might be like a little bit harder. And so I think that there's like, again, such a level of permission when we like really understand our nature and know the support we need around to actually like really, be able to fully express our potential. So yeah, I totally hear what you're saying.
0: Mm, I know. And even for me, I'm, I'm saying, saying this from, I, it was the biggest etheric slap I ever um, had was to really understand that I can't be everything and I can't do it all, that I need people totally. around me that have those strengths and those skills that I don't have. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Mm. And it's so, there's like such a level of relief for me where I'm just like, okay, these are the things I'm really great at, you know, like, let's like hire other people that are really good at the other things. Um, But I think that I spent a lot of my life trying to be at all and I just like couldn't, Mm. you know, and so allowing each person to kind of be in their own unique expression and flow, I think is so empowering.
0: And I could say this tool would be useful for if you are starting a business when you're actually interviewing people to make sure that you're, they're bringing their own superpowers. That, Like you said, 100%. you don't want everybody to be a generator. Imagine.
1: You yeah, probably never get anything done. <laughs> yeah, well, Maybe you don't know if you'd be going in the right direction. You know, it's just like, it's just making sure you have the right balance. And people do use it in hiring. You know, it's never, like I'm never going to say like hire purely on human design at all, but it's more just like once somebody resonates, then you can like look at their design and see exactly where they fit. You know, and even with teams, like it, it's so crazy. You can actually look at like who will trigger who, like where the gaps are. So just like, and I can look at teams and be like, this person's not going to last, you know? And so we can either like go through that experience or just kind of like understanding that stuff from the outset tends to make life a bit easier.
0: Mm, Absolutely. So Erin, what has been your greatest lesson learned thus far? Mm,
1: I think a big lesson for me is just, um, one is that like, I have no idea how my life is going to unfold. And so I think for me, it's like learning how to be really courageous in the choices that I make. Um, Because like, I just can't actually control it. I think I spent some of my life trying to control it. And like, I just don't know, you know, when I first discovered human design, like I was like, I just know that this is my thing. I have no idea how it's going to manifest, but I know I have to like go full on and studying this. And like for the first couple of years, like no one had any idea what I was talking about. And so Um, And it's only been in the past year, year and a half that like there's just been like so much awareness globally um, about the potential of human design. So I just think a a big lesson for me is like one, trusting myself and two, just like being like just courageous, like making sure that the choices I'm making are not coming from a place of fear or doubt or just like discomfort with the uncertainty
0: mm, and and you you actually uh hit a point where you were saying that i think globally we're starting to become more open and evolved in yes. that space uh without a doubt like even for me like i think you know there's some of the stuff that i i did 27 or 28 years ago was very woo-woo at the time but now totally. it's, <laughs> it's quite normal you know you can actually because we have quantum physics we have science that backs up all the yes, things exactly. that we spoke about 28 years ago so it's not so woo woo, exactly. It's totally, ev- there's a lot of evidence that supports everything that we speak about.
1: No, and same with human design. All this stuff was like unproven, and then like all this stuff came out in quantum physics and stuff that like prove <laughs> it proved all this stuff. And it's just like it's really we're at such an exciting time because there's such a receptivity to these like new ways of doing things, and so it's definitely it's it's really exciting.
0: Mm, absolutely. So Erin, the other thing that we love to ask our women. Of inspiration, go be tongue twisted there. I'm a bit excited about this topic. Um, Is we love to ask our women of inspiration about pain points. We believe that everyone's got pain points. So, what would be some of your pain points that you stumble across and how do you find a solution to your pain points?
1: Um, I think, you know, a big pain point for me has just been like doubting myself. You know, I think before I started um, this company around human design, I started another company around human design with a another business partner in 2016 and like it just was like too early for it you know and I remember when I chose to like put my energy into something else I was just like I failed at this and so like I just was like I this is like I can't do this and I remember my partner my romantic partner was just like Aaron this is like your life's work like you can do this and like you've got to stop doubting yourself and he really just like really well not even inspired he was just like you've got to step up and do this and so I think that I was so yeah a pain point was just like not believe that I could. And just like doubting it rather than seeing it as like part of the experiment and discovery process. And so I'm so grateful for having kind of that mirror to reflect back to me that I could. And I think that there are these... Real moments of doubt that I have of being like, can I do this? Am I good enough? And just like knowing for me that that's part of my process. And often, like on the other side of those moments, is like moments of extraordinary expansion and growth. And so, just kind of riding them out rather than getting totally lost in them has been a big lesson for me.
0: Yeah, and I think Erin, that applies to probably the majority of us. I so think many of you, us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. I think if you're human, you are going to experience some sort of doubt along the way. And um, I mean, I definitely do. And even though that I've been in business for over ten years, I um, I still doubt myself and uh i still catch myself totally. doubting myself it's then what do we do with it that was it yes so and i'm sure this this is going to link back into human design because we quite often we hear you know you're lucky to uh you know last 12 months in business and like you were saying too it could be a time perspective so what do you think is a reason uh for businesses out there that maybe fail to succeed in business and it, it doesn't have to be one it could be just a general conversation.
1: Oh, why do – sorry, why do they fail?
0: Yeah, fail to succeed in business. So we, we – you quite often you hear people say um, that you're lucky to, to survive for the first yes, 12 months. It. Yeah.
1: I think that like um, – I mean, yeah, I guess it really does tie back to human design for me is like I feel like my success has come when I really aligned with my design and like allowed myself to be good at the things I'm good at and like hire for the things that I'm not or get support for the things that I'm not. And so I think that there's a, like a lot more – ease and productivity in companies when like we really understand our nature and understand how we work and really understand the people around us. So like we don't get caught in all these interpersonal stuff and we just like know how to fully leverage the people around us. So I think like, that there's been so much potential for me in that. And also I think just like you know, I like trusting my intuition in business. You know what I mean? I think there are a lot of ideas out there of like how we should do things. And I don't think I probably not done a lot of those things. And I just kind of like gone with it and like trusted my design and trusted how it was meant to unfold. And it really has like unfolded very beautifully. So I think that like, we're all going to do it differently. And so allowing that rather than trying to fit into a box that actually isn't feeling that conducive to success for you.
0: So that, that's obviously sparked a little bit of curiosity for me. So let's go through that. Like, how are you approaching it for those that are listening and maybe are a projector like you? Yeah. Um, and like you were saying, a couple of years ago, you started working with human design, probably wasn't the right time. So what yeah. What was the thing that you did? What was that pivot point for you, that turning point that made it uh, successful today?
1: Um, I think, one, I was putting less pressure on it. You know, I think when I first started the first business, I was like, "Okay, this has to be successful like tomorrow, (laughs) you know, and like this time I was like, I'm just going to start opening my practice and like see what happens. And like this second time around, I just like I I just like started sharing very authentically about human design and like the things that I know and the things that I'm excited about. When I did it that first time, I was not sharing anything. You know, like I didn't even make myself visible to the world. And so I think that like so much of the work for projectors is actually not about like initiating and pushing things, like pushing things before people are ready, but basically like waiting to be recognized and invited in. But to wait for that recognition and invitation, we have to make ourselves available for it. We have to like make ourselves available to be seen. And so I think this time around, I've just been so um yeah, I just shared so broadly and just like so authentically about where I'm at and I think that it has made me so available for the recognition and the invitations in a way that I never had before, you know and so I think that that's been a big piece and like for me, a big part of my strategy in human design is waiting for an invitation or like I said, a recognition before engaging. and so, rather than kind of feeling the pressure to like initiate things before people are ready again it's like let me share about what I'm doing in a very broad way and trust that the people that will resonate with it and that like do you want to learn more will come to me and like it's just been so cool to see that strategy in action
0: so what exactly did you do to be seen I think um
1: one I like started I was invited to give a talk in New York and then you know that snowball and so I've just like done a lot of And my partner also just like really pushed me into it. He was like, you've got to get on stage. And so I've just been like pushed to do a lot of events. So I've done a lot of talks and a lot of workshops now in New York, but also all over. And so that has like given me a lot of visibility. I think Instagram has been such a powerful tool for me. Um, I think that just like, again, just sharing about what I'm doing and like, just, it, it makes me available to people from all over the world. Um, and I also had an amazing woman, um, who did my PR and so like sitting down and having her connect me to kind of different writers and that, like that press has been also, you know, very powerful and kind of accelerating that visibility.
0: Mm, that's awesome. The reason I'll ask is, um, Oh when we talk about um the you know I guess if you ever been seen and even myself, yeah. like I've just started doing facebook live um yeah. and, and Facebook and Instagram, I've only done three uh because I've always you know, my yeah my team has been pushing me for i don't know how many years now, and I'm not a big on social media person um but i'm I promise that once a week I will rock up show up, and uh <sighs> Share three shiny golden nuggets on any topic that the, uh, the listeners or viewers want to, um, to ask on. So, but yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it's still very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. Totally. Mm. So it's, it's gone.
1: No, no, go on. No, no. I was just going to say that's just like part of it. I remember when I gave my first talk, I was just like, I was so nervous. I was like, this is just, I, I never want to do this again. And like, now it's so fun. Like I love doing it, you know, and so just like knowing that sometimes that initial resistance is like part of the process and that like there's so much that lies on the other side of it.
0: Yeah, so true. And I know that. I keep saying that to myself every week when I'm getting ready for Facebook Live or or Instagram that this feeling will go away eventually. It's not comfortable. Exactly. Right? (laughs) But we know once we get comfortable with being uncomfortable, it becomes comfortable.
1: Totally. Mm. And it just requires practice for sure.
0: Yeah. So Erin, if we were to go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self?
1: I think I would give my youngest, my younger self, um, just like permission to do what felt right to me. You know, I think that like, I feel like, often when I share people's human design with them, they'll be like, this reminds me of me like when I was five, you know, before I got like lost in all these ideas of like what I was supposed to do and who I was supposed to be. And it just like, it's kind of a returning to their essence. And so I think just like reminding myself, like, just like follow the things that bring you joy, just like, you know, experiment with these things, even if they make no sense to other people. Um, and, and just kind of like trust myself. I think that I did get lost in feeling like I should do all these things and I should be this way for certain people. And like, you know, it's taken me a while to come back to like the more sort of more authentic, natural way of doing things. And so I think just giving people that permission from day one to kind of just be themselves, which is you can incorporate human design into parenting. And it's so freaking cool Mm. um, because like you're just going to parent kids differently based on their type and like what's going to work for them. And so often with human design, it's like once they discover it later in life, it's like there's a lot of deconditioning to do to kind of come back to their design. And so I think when we introduce that younger, it could actually be so powerful because people are then given permission to be themselves from like the day day that they're born.
0: Mm, I love that. And it's so true. It's, it's same with astrology. Once you do your cosmic blueprint and you really understand, I mean, I, even with, uh, relationships, when you understand, um, I guess, you know, whether you're an introvert, or extrovert, how you function, your strengths, yes. your, whatever that may be. Once you get an understanding of the, each other's blueprints and how you can actually work together, including your Sorry. children, even with my son, now that I understand him a lot more, uh, when he gets, th- you know, through his little, um, moments of uh that um Aquarius freedom is really important to him okay he needs his own space I get that so uh it it makes you more compassionate when it's you don't take it personally just you know it's more like oh that's 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 just who he is yes yeah
1: exactly right and then you like I think that's exactly it is that like when you understand other people's designs it's like you stop taking things personally or trying to make sense of them it's just like oh got it this is where you're at like I'm just going to honor that rather than like go into a whole Tailspin about it.
0: Yeah. And you can see how powerful this is, right? It would avoid so many confrontations and conflict. Exactly. Mm. exactly. So, so Erin, who's been your greatest influence? I think that um,
1: I have an amazing community in New York and I think that they've actually been so influential for me in the past I guess, 10 years of just like, there are a lot of like entrepreneurs and super creative and people that are literally just forging their own path. And so I think being around that energy for so long has really inspired me to step into it as well. And so I think having that community be such an advocate for me and also be so inspirational, I think has been such a good influence in my life.
0: Mm, Community and having community around you is is very important, isn't it? Especially when you think about the human need, the number one human need is connection. Exactly. So Erin, the other thing we love to ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. What would be that one word for you?
1: Okay. So this is not one word. So I'm sorry if I'm breaking the rules, no. but I, I think it's really all just like about permission to be yourself, yeah. not about changing who you are, but just like permission to be you.
0: Mm. And like
1: the thing is with human design is like, I'm never telling people stuff they don't know. They know it innately. They just haven't stepped into it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I always talk about that. It's really about uh, standing in your truth. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is, exactly. it's, yeah, it's, it's not always easy to do.
1: Yes. Mm. No, so, it takes a lot of
0: courage. Yeah, it does take a lot of courage. Absolutely. The other thing is we love to ask a woman of inspiration to leave our listeners with three shiny golden nuggets. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets or practical exercises that you would like to leave with our audience today?
1: Well, I would definitely encourage you to look up your human design. So I think
0: um, if you're resonating with
1: it and if you want to explore it, I think that I said the link before is erinclairjones.com slash look up. And so that'd be the first piece. And the second piece would be to look up your, look at your type and your inner authority, your decision making, and then read up on it. I have, I have a lot of resources and things I can point you to. And also the third would just like, you know, experiment with aligning with that in your life and see what happens. You know, I think there's a lot of magic when we really practice stepping into it and just like paying attention to like, is this aligned with how I'm showing up or is it not? Because I think it really is such a powerful tool. So I would definitely encourage people if they're curious um, to start that journey.
0: Mm, I highly recommend it. um, I'm uh, very um, impressed with the information thus far. So Erin, where is the best place for our listeners to find you? So um, on Instagram, I'm
1: Erin Claire Jones and also my website. and if you're curious to learn more about human design, um, there's more information on there. And I have, I do private sessions, but I also have a new offering called Blueprint, which is I hand make a 30 page PDF on your design. So it kind of gives you all the information you need to really get started with it.
0: Oh, I love it. It's awesome. Erin, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. It's been, uh, for me, really exciting to really unpack human design and I absolutely love what you do and I really highly uh, recommend to our listeners to reach out to Erin. It's amazing. Um, Thank you so much for your time and your energy.
1: Absolutely. Such a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an e-book to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplano.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano.